check, 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 check. Kind of been blowing. Oh, maybe not. Where's your <sighs> your headphones? You can hear it in the headphones. No, you gotta sure. turn our shits up. <laughs> turn our shits the fuck up. What you been watching lately? Um, nothing really. We watch. There's a couple shows we watch. Um, Killing Eve. You ever see that show? I saw the things for it. It's a good show. It's a little gynocentric for my taste, mm. but it's a good show. The way it's well written and well acted. Um, I mean, it's the woman's the main lead. It's not gonna be. Nah, it's more than that. It's like every man that's been in that show has been very expendable, disposable, disposable, expendable. expendable as far as disposable. the story, right? Like they, yeah, they'll die some gruesome way. Well, that, I think that's the easiest way to keep it about her. That's gonna, yeah, you know. yeah. But the women are super, like, super powerful, super capable. Yeah, and it's a little unrealistic. It just seems low divide. The the so it's like more like a a Marvel thing or no 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 it's no not no, like no, a no real life thing. No, it's a real life thing. It's not a it's not a fantasy whatsoever. I don't know why my volume seems so low. Hmm. Well, speaking of mic, but even into a microphone a, check one two one two, even yeah. a comparison in the like Dexter, where they made him like a hyper wolf, like you know what I mean? It's like it was almost yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah? It's kind of yeah. like that. Gotcha. And it's two of them who are like that, but they're on opposite sides. But then they realize that they like each other and more than just like each other. It's 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 a good show. It's well acted. It's well written. Yeah. Um. So I would recommend that. And then I started. We I watch Billions mm-hmm. year in year out. This year is kind of off because of all what's going on, and it just doesn't seem the right time to kind of portray that the message that Billions portrays. So I'm not really into it this year. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. You seen that Bezos is on his way to being a trillionaire? Fuck that mm-hmm. dude. The first trillionaire, right? Well, Amazon definitely went up in the midst of all this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they said something like 82% of the United States owns an Amazon Prime account. And they compared that to some other things like 44% people own a handgun, 47% drink coffee every day. Like every morning, sort of stuff. So it's kind of bugged out. But I was gonna say, what is, seems more disturbing is the rise of shows that are a direct copy of Rick and Morty, like a, either the morbidity or the silliness. And it's all—I think it's all start started to stem from like Futurama, you know, like back in the day, they make, and they make fun of everything in that sort of way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of shows do you feel are direct copy? Like trying to imitate it, yeah. There's a bunch of kids shows that did it. You ever see uh, Gravity Falls? No. It's an excellent, excellent excellent show. show. Um, Based off of like this kid and science and the paranormal that always happens in that place called Gravity Falls. A lot of crazy things happen. And then they extended it even into making a map that people viewers could watch 
mm-hmm. at the end of the episode they post a section of the map and through all the episodes you'll find the whole map and you can map out everything like they made it it's like an interactive show yeah yeah but again great well written and that's before rick and morty mm-hmm. and then like adventure time has that same sort of aspect and then um there was another one that Groening came out with after um futurama about like a king or something like that anyway but it's the same sort of thing and then like there's shows that are coming after it right now that have that same sort of weirdness about it you know what i mean irreverence yeah to everything yeah that it's like the way you have to go or or they chose to to carve out for them the amount of those shows coming out is crazy yeah i really haven't watched any of those kind of shows um i've been definitely watching the normal shows that i watch and then i've been doing a lot of amazon movies and whatnot Mm -hmm. i find that any movie that's like a six and a half or above on amazon is a good movie i haven't had a problem with Mm. um oh i started watching the expanse on amazon the expanse yeah it's a space show Mm. where there is like they're all homeo sapiens sapiens but there's earthlings there's Martians, and then th- there are those who are from the belt. So there's a you know there's a asteroid belt mm. in uh, in in inside of our solar system that separates. I forget which where it's between. It might be between Jupiter and and whatever become comes before Jupiter, <laughs> Mars. Before Jupiter is Mars. After Jupiter is Saturn. Saturn. Yeah. And then it's. <laughs> What's after that? What's after Saturn? Uranus. Uranus is after. Uranus. <laughs> Tried to get him to say your anus. Yes. <laughs> that didn't work. Now I'm a star watching folk. I'm a big fan of space travel and uh, things that have happened in the past ten years have been amazing to me. Um, yeah. But it is a. Uh, it is sad that when we talk about what we have to do this for this country, that that is usually the first that, or used to be the first that was on the chopping block, which is why it went private. And it makes sense. But now that private industry could technically have a monopoly just become through success. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we have to make sure we legislate that they work. I don't know. Maybe not. The way they're doing it is hand in hand. Right. They're working with NASA right now. Right. But then you think about who are the private citizens who maybe want to take a space trip. Yeah. And should they have the ability to do that, right? Oh, they're going to be able to do that. No, no. I'm just saying, like, should we legislate against it or should we allow private citizens to do whatever the fuck they want? Right now, you can do whatever the fuck you want because it's a private company and it's private money. Yeah. And as long as that company offers those rights like virgins offering those rights yeah you know it's like it's like going skydiving i guess right right you sign your waivers and on your way to space (laughs) skydiving is amazing i actually suggest you guys try it Mm. it's been one of the Mm. things that i want to do in my life but it's amazing yeah you told me about that i got a friend i remember he posted it on facebook Going skydiving today, blah, 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 blah. I was living in Philly. Next thing you know, I'm watching TV. I hear in the commercials, skydiving accident. I'm like, wait a minute. What? 
skydiving accident. And it was my man's. He's paralyzed now, uh, but he's he's still he's, he's trying. He believes he'll walk again. I believe so. Too. What happened? Something didn't open right. I mean, he didn't die, so some I, I believe something had to open. I don't know if it op- opened right though. Uh, they still hit the ground too hard. I remember oof. hearing the report that the instructor had a compound fracture in the ankle, so it was a hard hit. However, it happened. It was all right. I don't know all the details. I'm gonna be honest. I never asked, never had the courage to ask him all the details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I get uh, I find all of that stuff interesting. You know, like even the whole science of the day I went, the guy who you know, you know it's a tandem jump. So the guy who who was on the jump had already done, you know, twenty thirty jumps by that time mm-hmm. in the day. Oh, it's, that day? It's just because they're mm. people on the ground. It's like conveyor belt. Yeah, packing yeah. the parachute. People processing, people coming in. Like, so many busy steps like that. You know, I don't know. It's like, it seems like, you know, any of those kind of sports, scuba diving, you know, you just roll in, roll out, roll in all day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you had a ton of jumps already that day. And yeah. it's quite possible, you know, something could get packed wrong and and you got to sign against all that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you got to sign, right? I, I've never even thought about it. So the process, I'm sure they make you sign some kind of waiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brought the backpack with the spoons. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm too chicken for all that. I can admit that right now. When I was younger, I definitely was gung-ho about doing it. And then... I don't know. It's just not as much. It doesn't have as much importance as it used to. Yeah. Life means a little bit more. No, I'm just playing. But the risk. I mean, I think as everybody grows older, the yeah, less, the less risks that they're willing to take in all aspects, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I ain't going skydiving no time soon. <laughs> no time soon. Because I see, you know, you see stories of what people in their 80s and 90s and they're doing it. Man, I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, they made it, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah, you know I guess said? they figure, what else could I do? Yeah. I've been, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but that's like the time when your body's like, no, yeah. you can't that's take what I'm, this. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm wondering. Like, yeah. is their body built for that? Yeah, but like they're that. like, fuck it. If I die, I die. if he dies, he dies. Yeah. You know, like, like I'm 80, 90. Why not? Do it now. Risk goes back up. I did everything in <laughs> did life. Everything else in life I wanted to do. So mm. let me jump out this plane real quick. Because <laughs> I'm figuring when you land, that's still kind of hard, though. I mean, you know, no, it's not it, a hard. It land. depends. When I the see the way you're supposed to land mm-hmm. is not hard at all. I'm thinking the older you are, the more impact it'll be. So I still even look at it like that. Well, when I saw older, now, think of it more as like. You have to bail on your bike, right? Yeah, and yeah. You have to make like yes, a couple yes. steps. Okay, it's okay. more like that. Yeah, more like that. Okay. Yeah, because you're not coming straight down. You're right, com- right. you're, you're coming, coming at there. an angle. But every every time I see it, it looks like they still come down hard. But like you said, they're yeah, when, like the instructor was nice. You know, like mm-hmm. it just set it down, and we took like maybe two, three steps, and it was. Wait, you know, so you've done this? Yeah, it's good. Oh, I thought you said you wanted to do it. Yeah, you did it on Long Island, right? Yeah. Oh man, did you go with your cousin? Yeah. Yeah. You would do it again. Yeah. Okay, it was that fun. Cool. Yeah. Not Got me. the pictures, like, you know, coming out the plane and everything. That's the other part of their hustle. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. You That's can't like, bring anything. They got to record everything, so. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wanna, it's like roller coasters and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Hey, but you know, they do the whole day, you know, for you going up and talking, you know, trying to make it. I don't mm. know. But I, I ain't built for it. <laughs> it's a it's a factory though, you know what I mean? Airplane is about as far as I want to go. Mm. And sometimes I don't even want to do that. Mm. I'll do a long drive, long train ride, yeah. then a short plane ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, people be like, no, you crazy. I was looking at, it's crazy. I was looking at a train ride to Memphis the other day because I want to go, uh, summertime, I want to go to the National Museum of Civil Rights in Memphis, Tennessee. And I was looking at the train ride. I think it's like 20 some hours. Ooh. Plane ride, I think, was like four or five. To Memphis? The plane, right? Seems the long. Train, seems long. The train was twenty hours, but I still think the plane I was looking at was like five. But five is like California, right? Yeah, that Memphis. That seems long because we went to Nashville. Maybe I had in December. Yeah, I don't know. And what that it was. was like that was a hop skip. It yeah. wasn't nothing. Okay, maybe I'm looking it wrong. But the point I was trying to make is, I was still considering the train ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, train rides are nice. I would like to do a cross country train ride. Yeah, I think that. I think that's what I'm gonna do for this summer. I think I'm a. Uh, because I, I always want to go away for my birthday, I don't I don't see me going on any planes sometime soon. So I think I'm gonna do a you know drive to different spots across the country. Yeah, flights are open. Yeah, I know. I just don't trust being in, encased in there and mm. wearing the mask the whole time, just because it's a small area. Because you there's no way you can social distance on a plane, so you got to wear your mask, right? But um, I'm thinking I'm gonna just. Go, Pick different spots in the United States. Memphis, like I was looking at. Alabama, I want to go to the uh, the museum, the lynching museum. But just pick different spots to drive to. Give myself about a week, week and a half, and just hit that up. Mm. That'll be my trip for in the, the summertime. Yeah. This summer, you plan on doing that? Yeah, because I wanted to go. Um, I didn't know. I wanted to go to an island or somewhere for my birthday. But rather than do that, I might just hit up a couple spots. What's that, July? July, yeah. End of July. Yeah. But I'll probably go before my actual birthday. But in the, any any time, you know, any time that month, I celebrate my birthday. Y'all feel free to celebrate any time of the month <laughs> with donations and gifts. <laughs> celebrate right now. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. The whole month, you know. If I forget. J- July 1st through 31st is we celebrating over here. Yes, I just Lord. saw that uh, Juneteenth became a... State holiday in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. Word. Yep. That's yep. what's up. Yep. That's crazy. Pennsylvania of all states. Yeah. 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 They have a Democrat. Yeah. They have a Democratic governor though. Now. Yeah, but they're very red state oh, to no. be in yeah, the yeah. northeast, yeah, especially to well, the to the west. The yeah. west. Pennsylvania yeah. has been called the Alabama of the North. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think everybody was happy with that, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Philadelphia. I don't know if there's a couple more states that do that, but I think Philadelphia was the first. And I know, actually, I want to say I read that around. I know I've seen it resurface, but I think I read that around last Juneteenth. There was some controversy with um, Google last year mm-hmm. because you know how every obscure birthday or whatever they do, mm-hmm. they put something up on their yeah. Yeah. main website. You know, some sort of like Google like sketch or some gif or whatever yeah, it is google mm-hmm. doodle yeah google doodle yeah and they completely left out juneteenth mm. and people were upset about that oh yeah yeah i'm trying to see where else it's a holiday but yeah yeah that that's that's dope how we celebrating like the fourth of july that's how i'm celebrating it mm. 
Independence Day for real. Independence. I'm going to be all in the red, black, and green from head to toe. Yeah, I just find it interesting that so much of um, this, the history that should be considered American history is, is only delegated as black history. I mean, you only want to celebrate or they only want to talk about the victories. Man. The positive things that came out of history, you know, and it's the people who win who tell the stories. So whatever they want to tell is what gets told. Mm-hmm. It's hard to I mean, for anybody, I think it would be hard to really deal with the negative aspects of anything in life. But it's the history. It's the reality. And we definitely got to have more awareness of it, I think. Well, according to the CNN article I'm looking at right now which came out Juneteenth last year, Governor Tom Wolf put pen to paper to make Pennsylvania the latest state to officially recognize Juneteenth. Pennsylvania will join 45 other states and the District of Columbia, either marking the day as a state holiday or observance. So, okay. So there's four states that don't have either, don't celebrate it as a state holiday or an observance. Those four states are Hawaii, North Dakota, South Dakota, in Montana. What what do you mean celebrate as a holiday or observance? What does that mean? However, the, I guess looking at the article, there's some kind of declaration that you would either observe June 19th as Juneteenth or make it a state holiday. So it goes on the calendar or? Yeah, I'm not sure. 45 states recognize it as a state holiday or an observance. I, I've never heard of anybody observing it in New York. Yeah, yeah, no, I doubt it. I mean. I've I've celebrated it in New York, but not because I saw it on a calendar. Yeah, no, no, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. It's not like you know you see it on a calendar, or they say, yeah, this is a bank holiday or a mm-hmm. state holiday, or you know what I'm saying, celebrate yeah. it. You don't see it on TV. Nobody talks about it on television. Right. So I don't know what that means, but it's definitely not something that's celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, but even that—that's what I mean. Like being excluded from American history. It's only, it's only thought of as something that is for Black history. Yeah, not sure if America's really. To, I mean, I, well, being but we're in the midst of now. I know America's not prepared to have that discussion. But isn't that ultimately what America would have to do to, like, so that the test of theirs is as true as their flag? <laughs> if people are concerned about that. People are not concerned about that. Yeah. I think um, always being looked at as the the victor or being strong and the dominant one, I think that trumps sometimes. Dang, hate that pun. But I think it trumps some of the other concerns, some of the integrity that I think you're speaking to. Mm. Right? The, the, the part that will display integrity is like, hey, man, let's have this discussion this this basically having this discussion basically helps us prove that we are who we claim to be. But I just some people that I don't think are concerned with that. Yeah, they just rather continue to keep telling the story and to pretend. I think it's easier for some people to just pretend that everything is OK. Everything is all right. Well, we had a black president, so racism is over. It's over. Racism is done. Um, yeah, man. Hmm. But hey, how about that? How about Trump? is on 1600 Black Lives Matter Plaza. Did you hear that's his new address? Uh, <laughs> so you're saying the mayor of Washington, D.C. Yes. changed the name of the street? To Black Lives Matter that's Plaza. That's crazy. So, I mean, that's, that's, 
That's where Trump, that's where the White House is. 1600 yeah. Black Lives Matter Plaza. The White House. The White House <laughs> on Black Lives Matter Plaza. Mm. I mean, sheesh. Mm. Did you think you would say that sentence? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Mary, Mayor Marion Barry when you need Ooh, him? Oh, boy. <laughs> it is something. It is something. But th- these protests, man, what are your thoughts on them? What are your thoughts on the protests? Yo, I'm living for the protests. Mm-hmm. I am living for it. I am so proud mm-hmm. of people, the young people, the allies, mm-hmm. the old people. I, there are some things that have happened that have been very unfortunate. Obviously, the looting is not something that we want to associate with the protests, which I don't think we even should associate with the protests, mm-hmm. and we should deal with that separately. There have been some people who have been killed. Uh, there was that one store owner, I forget his name, um, black older gentleman who got shot, and uh, he passed away on the street. Oh, uh, McAtee or something like that, 53-year-old dude? Yeah, he was a... He, was, he used to barbecue? Uh, I don't know if that's him, um, but I, this I was... During the protest? Yeah. He used to give people... Yeah, he used to serve people food. Like, well, I, I, this guy was trying to, I think, protect his own store or something like that. Yeah. And he yeah. Uh, he was mm-hmm. shot, and there was some guy who was video recording him as he lay dying in the street. I thought that um, was a... Saying, oh, that's not the officer? No, 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 no. Because no. I heard that with a 77-year-old police officer, black Yes, man. yes, that's who I'm talking about. Yes, yes it was the officer. He was, a, he was, he was a, trying to stop them from looting. He was trying to stop them from looting. He was a, a former police officer. And uh, he got shot, and um, and he passed away. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I've been speaking about that whole concept of um, lumping the protesters in with the looters um, and all that good stuff. I think some of the way it's been publicly put out there, uh, I think it's put out there to intimidate the, pro- the protesters or to intimidate the protest supporters um but uh it's definitely uh, i think there are what they call agent provocateurs yes. who are purposely inciting mm-hmm. uh violence and and looting mm-hmm. in order to dilute the message of the protest mm-hmm. and that's why i say we need to deal with that separately mm-hmm. because there's no reason why we should be not fully engaging in the message of the protests um, and you know they're 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 mutually exclusive. They're not things that are happening together. I mean, they're happening at the same time, but it's not. They're not the same things. But I, I've seen protesters like trying to stop looters. Yes, yes, yeah. and, and that should be the whole reasoning why we should separate those conversations. Man. There are a lot of protesters who are stopping looters. Yeah, but yeah. that's that. But even that then is a a show that. We have to go above and beyond to be accepted as equal. Yeah. So there's no one policing the police in that manner. Yeah. But yeah. there's protesters policing the protesters. Yeah. I've seen protesters um, wrangle people and hand them to the police. To the police, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely. So I, I, I definitely understand um, that we got to keep the looters you know, separate from protesters. But looting is also a form of a protest. It's usually by people that have been on her. Listen, there's there's a fine line. I don't think that 
because a lot of people say it should be nonviolent protests, and I don't necessarily believe that. Mm-hmm. Right there, there's a time and a place for violence. Um, so, for instance, maybe not private businesses, right? Maybe not going to the Target, maybe not going to the mom and pop shop, busting the window open, going and raiding and looting and all that stuff. But any of the government buildings that we support with our tax dollars are certainly ripe for some sort of destruction or malice against. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a way to even make a a bigger statement to say, listen, we're anti, uh, you know, not government, but anti just just being uh, uh, some sort you know, boot on our sh- on our chest, boot in our throat, anti that knee on your saying. neck, anti knee on the neck, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 so I think there's a time and a place for that. I don't think it should be, um, you know, private industries or private businesses that that are being looted. I I, I think that um, hmm, I think that the attention that has been given to looters um, to dilute. From, I think all this dilutes from the issue. I, I kind of uh, agree with you, Andrew, that I do feel like the looting is a, is a statement in of itself. I also look at it like it addresses the economic question, right? That there's some people who are so poor mm. or they have been left out of this nation of great wealth. Mm. They're so left out that they feel their only chance to get some of this material Get their hands on something is in these moments of unrest where if the you know i'm gonna run through this window that's this glass that's already broken and i'm gonna get me some sneakers or i'm gonna get me a t because otherwise i wouldn't get it or uh, get it to sell it or get it to sell it however but i think that the looting addresses another issue in this country yeah. i think it that a lot of times um what the country is willing to put the money towards yeah well this is why i think we should separate the conversations Mm -hmm. because like you said it dilutes the message that's coming from the protest because it allows people to say that this is illegitimate Mm -hmm. but we can speak to the disparity in economic socioeconomic status Mm -hmm. and which was why some people feel like they're okay in doing what they're doing yeah and i feel like looting or, or that is somewhat legitimate I feel like, like I really question some of the things we see happening now, right? I know, was it Los Angeles that right now announced that they're going to cut $150 million from their police budget? Yeah. Um, New York, where we live, they're talking about passing laws that will, uh, I think uh, Cuomo says something like Brianna's Law or something like that. Wait, hold on, hold on. Don't go too far. They're not only going to cut from the police budget, but they're going to redirect those funds into underserved communities. communities yeah right so and i think a lot of this happens or is is being made possible as a result of the what's the word i'm looking for uh the uncertainty or the unrest the way the unrest has gone mm-hmm. not just people showing out in thousands but because you know you really at the will of some of these people a lot of these businesses uh a lot of these places were you know they were under threat of being destroyed or whatever, having their bottom line disrupted. America usually doesn't listen to you unless you disrupt the bottom line, her economic bottom line. So I look at, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm advocating for, for looting, but I also, I look at it like if people are protesting, it's going to, and if they're angry, 
it's going to come out in many different forms. Some people are just going to protest and chant in the street. Some people uh, are going to, you know, bust the store open because it represents whatever it may represent for them. Some people may, for lack of a better term, riot. I hate that term, riot, because I think we're, right now we're in the midst of a rebellion, not a riot. Mm. But all those things, I think, you put them all together, um, this concept of a peaceful protest. I'm even skeptical of how people have used this term peace, right? Because for me, I almost believe like a peaceful protest, I almost feel like that's oxymoronic. I mean, peaceful means... Uh, when tranquility. I look, yeah, tranquility, no disturbing the peace. That's what I said today earlier in my sermon. And I'm like, hey, if we're going to protest, it's got to be about disturbing the peace. Yeah. You know, if your protest does not disturb the peace, if it does not interrupt business as usual in whatever form. Now, you know, a a, a, a protest that di- disturbs the peace does not necessarily mean I got to throw a Molotov cocktail, but doesn't necessarily take that off the table either. I'm just saying it's something to disturb the peace. You can't, a protest... If you're protesting and people are still able to go about their day and their business as usual, then your protest is probably not going to be effective at all. So um, I look at all these things happening and it's, I think it's just the ripe time. And there's something about this particular time that we see all the protests not only happening in the United States, but even all across the globe. Right. People are saying the name George Floyd all across the globe. I just think it's something about this particular time that there's going to be some level of change. And I don't know if if we could have brought all this without the unrest and the uncertainty that uh, looting and quote-unquote rioting gave but us. You know what I also didn't understand? Those places that had pallets of bricks. Like, what, what were the bricks out there sitting Planting. for? They were planted. You know? I think they were planted. Like, why isn't that being investigated? Yeah. Or with the same sort of... Fur- I mean, it's in the same line as why the cops who, you know, are doing what they're doing to the black people in this in this country are not being investigated. Right? Yeah. It's the same reasoning. It's because they want to maintain their status quo. Status quo don't mean... It doesn't mean normal for everybody. Status mm-hmm. quo means what's in the best interest of those in power. Mm-hmm. And they want to maintain that. So, yeah, why would they investigate that? Mm-hmm. Why would they investigate themselves? And when they do investigate themselves, they find that they've done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to what you were saying, though, mm-hmm. um, about it being the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's a perfect timing yeah. for this to happen, right? We're still in the midst of the COVID-19 issue that we're going through pandemic that we're going through right now right Mm -hmm. so one you have people who are working from home if they're fortunate enough to be able to work from home which give them a lot more time and freedom to be involved in what's going on and be aware of what's going on in the country right right now the stories right Mm -hmm. second you have people who are unemployed right um and don't have work available to them so they have a lot more time on their hands and and the younger generation just in general even before Mm COVID-19 they been having issues you know the whole failure to launch kind of deal Mm -hmm. is what they're you know I'm saying Mm -hmm. being able to get a pay off their student loans get a good job Mm -hmm. or a good career going uh, move out of their parents home and Mm -hmm. kind of start their the traditional adulthood that right. you know generations previous to them have been able to enjoy. Right. 
they haven't been able to engage in that kind of lifestyle. So they're still at home and fighting for the ability to become independent people. Right. So I think all of that kind of came together at, at, at the right time with the right people and under the wrong circumstances, mm-hmm. COVID-19 and the killing of these you know, most recent people. And it just came to a head. It was, it was the perfect storm, mm-hmm. kind of, you know. And then there's not, there wasn't a lot of room to distract. Right. I even think when you look at uh, the death of George Floyd. Right. I don't know how many I don't know if the impact would have been as great if the majority of citizens had to keep going to work or yes, had to keep yes. going to school. It's a distraction. Yeah. Yes. From- we had to sit and watch oh, it. And oh. you saw how often I mean, it got to the point where I was I was feeling like writing uh, uh, TV stations like please stop showing it it was yeah. every show yeah. Yeah. and they kept just showing it over and over and over but I'm saying all that to say we couldn't be distracted by our everyday activities because yes. now our everyday activities are home right. for the most part and right. then with millions of people being unemployed this, they're still they're just watching the TV right. and I think that tapped into a level of sensitivity that people had but also watching it over they were frustrated and and the the fact that they had to watch it over and over again for some folks they needed that to really be like oh maybe maybe this black lives matter thing has a point but not to not to come on let's not move away from the distraction point of view because Mm -hmm. that's an important point of view yeah when you're distracted when you so here's a level of distraction that a lot of people don't think about Mm -hmm. Our health care is tied to our jobs. Yep. If we don't have a job, we don't have health care. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, most recently we have the whole Obamacare and yeah, you yeah, can yeah. go on the market and get your own thing. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of the history of this country, your job is t- your health care is tied to your job. Right. So you have to work. Mm-hmm. You have to work to put food on the table for your family. You have to work to keep the roof over the head of your family. You have to work in order to have that health care that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you're distracted, not only because you have to work, mm-hmm. but you don't want to upset the apple cart mm-hmm. because you're working. You, you got a stream of income and you're doing okay. So let me not mess that up by protesting or mm-hmm. taking time off right. to go and do the thing yes. that we need to do right. to make changes and affect real right. change in this right. country. We don't have that right now. That's right, right. Right? And that's why they're so against national health care mm-hmm. or universal health care is what mm. they call it because that allows people to still have the ability to take care of themselves physically but mm. not be distracted from the social situations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they want to be uh, associated with. Yeah, man. Great point. Great point. The things that would normally or might normally hold the the typical citizen back. Hey, I I can't miss work to go to this rally. Yeah. I got to work. Yeah. Well, now, well, I'm working from home. You know, I'll get that when I get back. Yeah. I'm going to go to this rally yeah. and come back. Yeah. But like I said, I think all that, I mean, you ask me, that's all divine circumstance. The way all this stuff happened and, you know, all this stuff is aligning up. Divine circumstance kind of came together at the right time. Came together at the right time. I believe, you know, my belief personally, I believe God is telling America, pause. You yeah. got to, yeah. this is what we got to deal with that you've been getting away from dealing with this issue for too long and now you got to deal with it. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Hold that. Yep. I love I, and I love it. I'm loving it. I'm, I, I'm living for it. I'll be honest with you. It's just something that I, I feel so proud of the people who are participating mm-hmm. and and they're just standing strong in the face of tyranny mm. uh, and, and able to look them and say, we won't go. No, hell no, we won't go. You right. know what I mean? So you guys have 
eventually think this will have some sort of um, like positive outlook or just the process itself is the uplifting part? Uh, the process to me is the uh, is mostly the uplifting part. I'm a cynic by nature, so I don't know if this is going to have uh, a lasting effect. I want it to mm-hmm. uh, by all means. I want it to. But, you know, again, history shows that we've been in similar situations. I don't think it's the perfect storm. It's ever been the perfect storm like it is now. But we've been in similar situations and things have just gone back to normal. So, you know, I'm hoping yeah. I'm hopeful. But you know, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not resting on my laurels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I hope that it has a some kind of impact. I hope it leads to uh, policy changes. I hope it leads to more and more people being more courageous. I think a lot of people are experiencing how, or uh, let me see, not not experiencing, but a lot of people now get to evaluate or see how courageous they are um, because these distractions that might have you know normally said. Hey, I'm not going to go do this. I got to go to work or I got to do this. Those things are gone. They've been moved by the situation. They go out and participate in these protests and they see that there's thousands and thousands of people who feel like them. Mm. And and I think that does something for someone's morale. It's empowering. Yeah, it empowers them. And and, and, and I, I hope that uh, something comes out of all this as far as policy changes, the way we interact with one another, some of the social structures. Um, I feel like, like like you said, Rashad, all these things are lined up where it would be the best time for these things to happen. If we don't get those types of changes in this particular moment, uh, I would be disappointed because, you know, I don't know when we would have or when a situation like this would exist where all these things are lined up the way they are. Well, so. I think I think this whole situation needs to carry through the election season right because if it doesn't carry through the election season then we might kind of go back to normal Mm. to business as usual Mm -hmm. if it does carry through then the voice is going to continually be heard i mean joe biden said something a while back um that is so uh un uh realistic now he said people don't want a revolution and here we are Mm -hmm in the middle of a revolution. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what people want. So it speaks to how out of touch the people who are in power or trying to get power are. Yeah. So if we can continue through the election season so that the people who are running for these positions and office mm-hmm. can be the people who we need to affect the change that we're talking about, then I think that will allow us to make uh, some immediate change as well as long-term change. I think you'll find some spark um, from this will carry through that sort of arena, mm-hmm. the political and governmental mm-hmm. sort of deal. I feel like a lot of um, the younger ed- the younger I said graduates around there, college graduates, mm-hmm. Are I see a lot of them involved in politics of some sort, yeah. you know, yeah. or, or even even if it's just canvassing sort of for something that was before the pandemic, but yeah. those sort of sorts of deal. And well, I think some of them this might. I mean, I don't really totally disconnect this protest movement from politics. Some of them, some of our youth, some of our high school students. I think I read an article about four high school students who put together a march where thousands of people came out. Yeah. This is civic engagement yes, for them, yes. which I think will inspire them to look at you know politics and, and not only national, but we definitely need to start looking at more local level politics. And I'm hoping as you see these different 
uh, protests and marches and demonstrations happening in these different states, you also see how different municipalities, different locales are responding to these uh, uh, protests. So I'm hoping that it will also create a certain level of engagement for local and state politics. Because well, I think it does. Yeah. And I think it has. I've seen mm-hmm. that there are protests in small little towns in yep. our area mm-hmm. that don't have any kind of effect on national politics. Right. But these towns that you never heard of are standing up. Mm-hmm. And so, as you said, all politics is local, essentially, yeah. right? And right. so what they're doing is they're trying to affect change locally, which will fan out nationally. And mm-hmm. and if we can continue that trend through the election cycle, then we may be able to make some real change. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping. I just hope all that's happening now. I would be disappointed if nothing substantial comes out of it. I think the vast majority of people will be, at least those who are participating or somewhat invested in what's going on right now, will be quite disappointed if nothing if nothing changed. And with that being said, I know the strategy of those in power, especially for demonstrations, is to wait them out. Mm. See if you can wait them out. Mm. So uh, those who are in pro- protesting and fighting, and, I, and I'm in solidarity with the protesters, so those those of us have to be willing to understand this is going to be a long haul yeah you know and if you understand that those in power they have a strategy to wait you out because again with all these other distractions a lot of times these movements can't last beyond more than 10 days well i mean the other distraction is opening up our states right because that can be a thing where we now open up and go back to normal oh you know open up the restaurants go back to work all of this normal stuff you know what i keep seeing those every place that opens up Mm. they have a spike and there's more people that has to stay on and because of that sort of deal. Yeah, but I don't think people are caring about that right now. Yeah. Because you see, there was a um, something that I was looking at. Um, I read Reddit, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys are familiar heard, with yep, Reddit. It's kind of an aggregator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then it has people who post their own stuff. And mm-hmm. one of the things that somebody posted was there were these uh, Twitter feeds during the pandemic mm-hmm. and now during the protests. Mm-hmm. And one person, you know, there were like four people who were all against the lockdown because it's against your civil rights of mm-hmm, being able mm-hmm. to move mm-hmm. about how you want in this country and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden on the other side, when the protests start happening, they start talking about, um, you know, the, the, the uh, what do they call it when you got to go and buy a particular time? Um, what's that word? By a time? Yeah, where you, the whole town is at a time you got to go home by that time. Curfew. Oh, curfew. curfew, yes. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, so now what their comments are, a curfew is a curfew. You got to be inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. the same person who didn't want to be locked down by the COVID pandemic is now mm-hmm. saying you better be locked down because of this curfew, because of the protest. Mm-hmm. And it just speaks to the hypocrisy right. that these people embody. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I'm I'm in solidarity with the protests. So I, I think uh, that we need, as a people, we need to continue to make sure our voices are heard. We need to do what's necessary to to make sure that 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 uh, society is operating to the benefit of us, all of us, the masses, not just the uh, the few and the elites. So. That's the point, though, right? Yeah, that, that wasn't that the point of what the United well, States was built on? Yeah, the Constitution itself. That's yeah. that's what the point is. But you know, the whole people, deal we've been fed this whole time. I think once people get in power, though, people tend. I think people in power tend to be greedy with it. Don't want to share that stuff. Of course, power begets more power. Yeah. They want to hold on to it. Yeah, and I I think they they. But then they fucked up. 
Because then, that's how you gonna start no, up? Don't fucked up. How you, how you gonna start up an no, experiment up, like America, <laughs> with now thinking of one of the basic tenets being extended to all the citizens? Because of America. it's rules for thee, not for me. Mm. You know, and so they it, it's good for it goes back to what I was talking about about the curfew and COVID nineteen. It's good for you. I don't want the rules to apply to me. Mm-hmm. When I don't want them to apply to me, but for you, when I don't want you to do something, yeah, damn sure the rules better apply to you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Crazy times, but I'm so glad that I'm living in these times. I think uh, that these times and when we're old, our children and our grandchildren will be asking us and interviewing us for a school assignment based on 2020 alone. Yeah, just yeah, just what happened in 2020. Yeah. Were y'all part of that? Did you remember that? I sure do. Yeah. Sit down, baby. Let me tell y'all about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I hope we definitely make some strides. But I do understand, and I, 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 I and I believe that it's a, it's a long haul. Uh, and I think the election is going to play a role uh, in 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 this. I think. Hey, even the school election. I just got a. Uh, yeah. uh, what's it called? Board ballot. Mail in ballot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absentee yeah. ballot for yeah. it. So, you yeah. know, I I have to. Specific duty, right? But I mean, it affects specifically your children, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then if we kind of draw that out, it affects children of everybody who lives in the community. And we draw that out, it affects the children of everybody who lives in the state. So it goes back to your point, well, mm-hmm. where you talk about local politics yeah. is important because mm-hmm. everything fans out from there. Yeah, man. What a time. What a time. What a time. I feel like the most interesting part, though, is that in the experiment, the people inside the experiment know they're in an experiment. And for it to work, have to do a behavior and still won't change it Mm. to make it happen. Mm. Mm. Isn't that an immediate failure? (laughs) It's an immediate failure. Mm. I mean, like it's being disregarded. This everything that everybody's standing for, you know? It's yeah. path of least resistance, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, if people's lives, if they feel their life is okay, they don't want to change that. You know what I mean? Even if it means it might be better for a vast, uh, like a large percentage of other people. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to change their life to give other people a better life, even if it only slightly inconveniences them. You know what I'm saying? Because they will constantly look at it as... This is a, but then even that is even that line. even that is antithetical to the spirit of what's proposed by the Constitution. See, I don't think as many folks are. <laughs> it's like wait, 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 I gotta say this, mm-hmm. and to this point, there's a saying that says, "When you're used to privilege, equality feels like oppression." Okay. Yeah, hmm. and that's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. When you're used to privilege, equality feels like oppression and i think that white privilege specifically but there's all there's been all different types of privileges in america since it started whether it be white privilege male privilege wealthy privilege. well that's where it started but then even wealthy whites yeah. would hoodwink poor whites yes and you know what they would use to hoodwink them at least you're not a negro yeah yeah. And the poor whites would say, well, yeah, if that's the gulf that separates us, they yeah. would look at the rich white and say, there's still some hope for us because yeah. at least we're not them. Yes, yes. So that's what's been used. But 
uh, I don't think most the ideals of America and what has been espoused in that document. I don't think most Americans in power or not in power. I don't think most of them look at it like that. I think they see America as a land of opportunity for them. And if somebody, if there's a situation where your opportunity or what you might perceive as opportunity for you is disrupted, you're not for it. Even if it's really not disruptive, it's just making sure we can give some other folks some opportunity. But if it just appears that it might disrupt your opportunity, mm -hmm. they'll be up against it. So America espouses a lot of communal uh, aspects, at least what it espouses, but in actuality, it is very much uh, in favor of individual notions. So, hey, if I have a chance, if I can do this, that's good. But if, if, if it's perceived that my opportunity is going to be disrupted because this guy over here needs an opportunity, if, if it appears that that might impact my opportunity, then I can't be for it. Here's what I liken it to. You always see a celebrity when they become affected by a cause, like mm -hmm. their their mother or father or someone close to them gets some sort of disease or illness, yeah. all of a sudden they become this grand proponent. Uh, like uh, Broderick with MS. Right, with yeah. MS and or whoever, you know, maybe, you know, pancreatic, somebody in their family yeah, gets but Like he cancer. literally became like the poster boy. It, but it, he's a, a good example. Yeah. But there are so many examples yeah. of this happening, mm -hmm. right? They open up these foundations and, and, and they start putting money towards research and all and start doing commercials. And it's like it only is important when it, when it affects somebody. Yeah. Positive or positively or negatively, right? So if it's you know these situations where we're talking about a celebrity's family member is affected by some disease and they become a proponent for it, they positively impact it because now there's a face to it. They are able to uh, raise more money for awareness, uh, for research, so on and so forth. But back also on the negative side, which you were talking about, well, where it starts to affect somebody's life. They are going to say, "Hey, that's something that's not important. That shouldn't be or dealt with right now. That it might affect their life, right? Because I think a lot of times the it, fear of it's it just affecting the fear their of life. it, yes. And and if they study the situation or just look at, I think there are people who know how to create an argument where it will be rooted and based in the fear, yeah. right, of what you individually. Well, that's what propaganda is, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. It's, it's just, it's really playing off the fear of something happening, not necessarily that's going to and happen. And that's how 45 became president, though. Yeah. He tapped, he was able to tap. He, hey, I'm not going to lie, he did a great job at tapping a in. Fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, tapping into the fears of folks who felt like they lost something. Yeah, and we're going on, to lose more. And lose more if yeah. they put a Democrat in there. Yeah. When in actuality, you'd be like, what did you lose? But And in actuality, Trump has not done anything for those folks. Well, it goes back to the equality situation that we were talking about when, when, when you're used to privilege, equality feels like oppression because mm -hmm. it's equalizing. The, the, the playing fields are leveling a little bit, not saying they're on the same, but they're starting to go in the direction that it's leveling out. And so when they start to see that some of this privilege that they're used to is no longer available to them. They mm. feel like they're losing because they are losing something. Mm. But it's in they're the... They're losing privilege. They're losing privilege. Which should be 
you would want. I mean, I hear what you're saying. To lose privilege so that more people could be equal right. should be valued as a positive thing. Right. But I guess for them personally, it feels like we're still losing exactly. something. Exactly. I've, yeah. I've seen. Um, I've seen people who will argue that yeah they're like yeah my uh, like my type of person you know if they're not black they'll be like yeah my type of person gets brutalized by the police too Mm -hmm. and like it's like so wait you're not a you're not against brutality Mm -hmm. you're not against brutality if you're you're the same it's a false equivalency yeah right so they're trying to say hey uh, our people get brutalized too so it's okay So that's okay yeah 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 yeah. it's like you can't have two things that are wrong at the same time it's like i i can't i can't i can't even go through the the mechanism in my mind to try and understand that level of um it's tribalism yeah. yeah, you know it's it's they're like, oh, they're out they're like uh, out out in the world. I'll get away with it. Yeah, or even though the person that looks just like them is getting beaten. <laughs> you know I what I mean? I it's like it's too many. I honestly don't think they know somebody who's done it. I mean, when I hear somebody say, "Well, people like me, they get beat too." Well, you must not know that. You must not. You must not have a personal relationship with them because right, right. you say that too loosely, and you and and to not have a problem with it, and and your justification yeah. of not having a problem with it is, I know somebody too who's done it right. that looks like me. Right. Well, why aren't you as mad as I am? Right. 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 <laughs> like they're tra- they're saying it because it should be okay that it happens right. to you because it also happens to me. Right. Well, the whole shit is fucked up. Yeah. 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 It makes me skeptical. As it did, it really happen to you. Is your interpretation of re- brutality what? That you didn't get to go home at 4.30 as opposed to whatever? I mean, I I feel like sometimes- Whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, what they take as, or when I say they, people who talk like that, their definition of brutality is so, or whatever, is like, that's not brutality. Yeah. We're not talking yeah. about harassment. It comes COVID talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I'm, not, it's not yeah, going to bother them. I'm not talking about harassing. Yeah. I'm talking about being brutal and that's why and that's why these stories are important to be Mm -hmm. to be to be plastered on the television as many because then it's a reality for people that these things are happening to people who are not like you and these are the reasonings why these people are protesting and fighting for those kind of equal rights yeah man but it's 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 a heck of a time man i think this is a heck of a time and when we look back at 2020, when our children and our grandchildren look back uh, and <laughs> ask what we were doing, I just, you know, I I was active. Mm. And, and not necessarily in, in, in protest, man, because I've been doing, I've been trying to meet with some folks just locally in the community. Like, what can we do? Like you said, there's things specific to communities that need to be addressed and can be addressed because of the the amount of different protests happening across the globe yeah. and and defund the police has become a hashtag as well and yeah. i've i've seen the, the call to defund the police so that we could reallocate sources uh resources to uh, uh other things uh, communities that needed uh other avenues right you can't just put all your money into policing there's a lot of this is not being invested in preventive measures. And right, like right. Because if you think about the balance that could be achieved, if you mm. allocate resources to in preventative measures, mm-hmm. allowing people to have opportunities so they don't have to take these steps to get what they need. Right. Mm-hmm. So so then you won't need to police as much right. because the, the issues that you're saying you need so much more policing for don't even exist. That's right preventative measures and we as a nation though we don't 
invest as much in preventative measures yeah. we, we invest in the reactive measures yeah. and punitive measures yeah. we yeah. want to punish yeah. we don't ever want to just rehabilitate yeah we don't we don't want to do becomes, that uh, it becomes a numbers game yeah. you, because people capitalize people off of punishment punishment yeah. and because of that which is horrible a, I mean which is horrible deplorable like why not profit off of you know stuff like I don't know spelling bee you know <laughs> that's more a more of a positive outfit than jailing people and, yeah. and keeping people away from other people like well, just I mean, the whole nature of it I, I, let's break that down jailing people right so if you have a private prison which means it's a for-profit prison mm -hmm. right what does that mean well yeah you have to get money from the state to be able to house these prisoners right i tell you what they use as their preventative measures mm -hmm. they just get the legislation written of course they, no 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 <laughs> they write the legislation <laughs> In order to benefit up. themselves mm -hmm. to the legislators, mm -hmm. but what? Is, but what does that entail? And I kind of want to go into it a little bit because a lot of people don't understand all of the things that support for-profit prisons, right? Mm -hmm. So you you have to have clothes that are made, yeah. right? You have to have food that is made and delivered. Um, so all beds. of these industries, beds, right? You have to maintain electricians. Mm -hmm. You have to maintain the prison, mm -hmm. right? All of these. Uh, 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 things that support these for-profit prisons. Just. And then on top of that, they use the prisoners as slave labor yeah, yeah. and make oodles of money, yeah. businesses. They invest in them and they don't have to pay them as much. They don't have to they pay them yeah. pennies. Yeah, on the dollar, right? Legally it's, pay them pennies. It's, it's uh, like casino tactics. You know, you bring a casino into your city mm. Most often, that city turns to crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just not a sustainable model, and yeah. so and so is. And this, I feel the same way about holding people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the type of people you're holding in majority end up being ones that could probably be outside of the walls. Yeah. And and the biggest part of the system becomes maintaining all of it. Yeah. Well, that's where the profit comes in where they can pro get a wide margin of profitability on maintaining that yeah. whole system. Mm. And you got whole towns. You got whole towns that operate because you have a prison or some kind of jail in that town. Like well, you, you say in jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you, you have saying, correctional yeah. officers. Yes. And we got we live close to one here. Yeah, Where, uh, there are a few. Yeah, yeah. Not just one, but yeah. a few. And a lot. And, and a lot of these towns function because that system exists. Right. And uh, you know, I know I've done reports on you know places like in Texas that have an entire cities that everybody who lives in that city works in some way, shape, or form for the particular uh, jail or prison in that city. But again people invest in these punitive measures people invest you got for-profit jails well for people to make money you got to keep people in there yeah. right so it doesn't serve in the economic interest a nation that's built on capitalism on profit it doesn't serve in its economic interest to let people be free right it serves in the economic interest to jail folks right mm -hmm. so and to recidivize right to yeah. uh, force them to recidivize to come back to, right. come back to the prison so After the question is, I always ask my students when I teach them this, can America really want an end to crime? <laughs> I mean, I know they'll put these things out there. We want an end to crime. But do they want to if it's in their economic interest to yeah, have I crime? Think, I think there's certain things that sh that are, shouldn't be a private 
shouldn't be a private deal because of these sort of abuses. Yeah. But it goes against the nature of capitalism, right? Well, I mean, a lot of the things that we say we want to end mm-hmm. is exactly the opposite of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. The war on drugs yeah. was not about ending drug usage mm-hmm. and consumption. It, it, they made it seem that way because mm-hmm. it was a great tagline, but they want drugs to continue on because of all of these situations that we're talking oh, yeah. about. And, and 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 you know, man, I always talk about Nino Brown, but you know, we ain't the people who are being arrested for drugs. They're not responsible for the drugs getting here. They don't. Very true. So when you when you start really examining who brings the drugs here, how they get here, that's way above these offenders who are getting most of the offenders who are getting caught and going to jail. You know what I mean? With those folks who are. You know, probably engaged in 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 peddling and selling drugs for economic reasons, right? Those people are the lowest on the totem pole, yeah. and, and they're the ones that are filling up the prisons. But as you go up higher, and see who's really responsible for the drugs being here, man, come on, and, but and guns, but, and guns, and guns, oh, they guns too. The same way. Hey, they've been saying the they've been talking about how guns get into black communities and they get in there by. And if you uh, paying attention, those are the two stiffest penalties and. In the law enforcement. Well, I mean, I think that... Drug and gun charges. I think Mm -hmm. that's been the situation all throughout the country. It's never the people high on the totem that get into trouble. I mean, we look at the whole financial crisis that went down in Mm -hmm. 2008. Not one one. banker was arrested. Right. So, you see how... How how could they know? <laughs> how did they? How could they know? How could they be to blame? Well, I mean, you know, you see how it is. You know, it's always the low man, and who's the low man on the toe? Right. Yeah. Wow, man. But this is a, this is a time. This is a movement, and I hope wherever you are, I hope you're involved in some way, shape, or form in this particular movement. I think. Yeah. Don't let it lose momentum. Yeah. There's a tide shifting there's a tide shift there's a wave being carried and you want to get on that wave you want to be involved i believe you should want to be involved in the change especially if you're concerned about making sure uh that justice and and equality is more widespread than it is right now so you want to be on that wave i know i'm glad to be part of that i got to give a particular shout out to the allies too because there are a lot of people who don't necessarily look like the, us that are on the front line that are fighting just as hard as we are and uh you know i think when we can cross those boundaries and get rid of the tribalism that has been infecting mm-hmm. this nation for so long that we can really affect change not just for us but for all those who are are kind of slighted in their life in some way. Especially if you hold on to the value that they gave you as the reason for this experiment called America. Yeah. If you hold on to those values, this is a big part of it. Yeah. 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 Definitely a shout out to the allies um, and what they do. I hope now we put a, 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 put a picture on our Instagram page not too long ago that I, I've been using to kind of explain this thing where it was basically like, uh, there was a line drawn, and above this line, it showed you this. Oh, it's like an iceberg. Yeah, like an iceberg. There you go. And, and above, or what you could see, was the overt racism. And then everything below was the covert racism. Mm. And I was telling my um, some of my friends that what I see in my students, overt racism just seems oblivious to them. They cannot, literally, my white students now, they, they just find it hard to believe. Like, 
You can do that to somebody just because of the color of their skin. Yeah. But what they don't recognize is all this uh, 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 covert racism. That's underneath the, the They the They uphold that stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. They don't, and, and maybe they don't see it as covert racism. But they uphold a lot of the covert racism. Uh, uh, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. Right. Or, or things like that. Uh, uh, but they, they uphold these things. But the... The overt racism just seems so abhorrent. Yeah, yeah, like how in the world? So yeah. an incident like George Floyd, they can see that and and they'll be like, how in the world can that, can happen? that happen? But don't see how the covert yeah. aspect to it can lead rise right. to those kind of situations. And I'm hoping that that what we see in the allies, and a lot of them are young, a lot of them uh, I believe are in, in that age group that says this over racism is just ridiculous. How can that happen? I think that as they look and saw the overt racism of, of George Floyd being murdered, I hope that now as they get involved in the movement, they begin to also be just as vigilant in recognizing this, this covert racism. And it will lead to some productive discussions where, okay, now we see this is... Not only can it lead to this overt racism, but even the covert racism by itself is still problematic. Right. And just holding it within ourselves, these right. are problematic uh, things to have within oneself. So I'm hoping it, because I think that's where we really got to tackle. We got to tackle that iceberg that's beneath the water, because that's where all the weight, that's where all the mass is. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping that our, our, our white allies who are involved in the movement because their frustration with the o and their shock of the overt racism i hope and i believe there's a good deal of them that are they are addressing the covert racism that exists and that's been part of the uh, the american way of life that yeah. we're really trying to focus on how to dismantle that as well yeah is i that- say all allies though not just those that are hmm? all allies that uh, don't declare you know or recognize themselves yeah, as yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. Is is that something that's currently on our Instagram or is it something that we can put up? Because I no, think we put would, it up. I think it's powerful that people come and look it's still at there. Three Kings talk on Instagram to yeah. take a look at this image yeah. that shows covert racism that's above the horizon mm-hmm. and then or overt racism that's above the horizon and then mm-hmm. and then the covert racism that that supports yep. the overt racism mm-hmm. underneath which is and a majority see, of it yeah which is a majority of it because it it is so entrenched it's actually a triangle deep. it's it's a pyramid it's, it's almost a pyramid. like a pyramid right um yeah. and and so there are uh different terms that are below the line of overt and the vast majority of those terms are underneath. So you can see where uh, those things are coming from and, and, and how, you know, to recognize what those things are by by taking a look at it. It's very important. Yeah, And that's how racism functions and is able to continue to function because most of it is covert. And a lot of that covert racism has become socially acceptable. And for a long time, black folks and people of color and people who have been discriminated have been really trying to attack not only the overt racism, but the not only the overt racism, but the covert racism that has been deemed socially acceptable, mm. but still perpetuates a type of racism. So, I mean, this is a great moment, and I'm hoping that um, we have the ears and eyes of folks, and we're really trying to dismantle this whole system of yeah, white supremacy. willing to do the work. That's it. That's mm. what it's about, doing Heavy the work. Lifting. Right? And the protesting is just the beginning, right? The real work starts when you go home. Yeah. 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 Teaching it to you and yours. Yep. Right. Yep. Voting for legislators who yes. 
are about making those positive changes and those structural changes that are needed. Yeah. Yeah, man. Be in the movement, man. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, fuck Mitch McConnell. (laughs) (laughs) Black Lives Matter. Word up. F McConnell. Word up. Defund the police. Word. George Floyd. And come together. Rest in peace. Come together. Breonna Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah. And all the names. Yep. All the names that were not captured. Philando Castile. Uh, Just think about, like we said this before, all the names, all the people that were not captured on camera and people just didn't believe it. You know how many. It's only it's only been happening for 400 years. Yeah. But for some folks, it's. Started when camera phones came about. Yeah, Rodney King. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, man, rest in peace to all of those who who passed away, unfortunately, because of white supremacy and racism. That uh, you know, their voices too is crying and and speaking to us right now and empowering us. So I'm with that. But their lives will not be lost in vain. No, 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 no. Not if I can help it. Not if I can help it. True. So. Where can people get a hold of us, man, if they maybe if they just want some more information about what, 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 what how to get involved or how could they partake? Because you know what? I realize not everybody's a protester, right? right. I'm, I'm, I'm I am one, uh, but I know not everybody is one. I have a lot of folks who they're like, nah, I'm not going to no protest. What else can I do? No, just even planning, help planning next steps, yeah. ideas on what to do. So, Conversations. I'm a big fan of economic pressure. I'm a big fan of economic pressure. Yeah, there, there, there is a uh, a schedule, right? That's out there uh, of how we can show our economic power mm. in withholding spending our money in certain yeah, where dollars are right? spent. You know how yeah. economic part of the economy, a mm. uh, good indi- indicator of about uh, uh, making changes. Yeah, so where you spend your dollars. If they wanted to get a hold of us, where could they get us? Where they where can they get a hold of us at? Well, we do three kings at three kings dot com. Oh shucks, man. Send an email. Send a voicemail in the email. Let us know what you think about this episode or any episode. And and once again, the three kings, we were just here rapping. And your ideas going forward as well. Yeah. Yeah. Give us what some. What can ideas. we do? Well, you know. Mm-hmm. What can someone who wants to get involved do? Mm. If you if you have any causes that you champion, you know, let yeah, us know. Let us know. We we talk about it on the air. We'll give uh, popularity to it so people know where they can go, who they can talk to, and what resources are out there for them to feel and become more involved. Any money that you don't want, don't need, and you just want to donate it to a righteous cause, you can holler at me, Weldon, give it to me specifically, or here we go. Maybe you want to. Make sure Three Kings got it. Holla at us. We'll take it. <laughs> well, we'll direct it in the right place. My pockets. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an example of American uh, capitalism. Quick lesson on that. Yeah. Peace, King. Peace, King. Peace. Love you, brothers. <laughs> Love you too.